0: Welcome back to the Hidden Healing Podcast. I'm so glad that even though you listened to that messy trailer, you came back. Um, That really excites me, makes me really happy. Today, um, I'll be talking about a situation that has actually been going on for some time with me. Um, In doing this podcast, I have started (laughs) doing little... um, ways of avoiding things in life, including this podcast. And um, today was the second day that that happened, not in a row. Um, And I don't want to say second day that it happened. I want to say it's happened a lot of days in between too, but two big days that it happened. And um, the first time when I realized it was going on, I literally was frozen, could not do anything. I had nothing else to do with my day. This is what I plan to do is work on the podcast. And I found myself laying in bed doing the things that we do, scrolling on the internet, on Facebook or on Instagram, um, watching Netflix shows for hours on end, and eating comfort foods that make me feel horrible afterwards. And put me in kind of a downward spiral, actually, when I use food to comfort myself like that. And I didn't know what to do. And it was almost as if God laid this in front of my lap. I got on YouTube and um, this psychiatrist that I listened to, his name is Dr. K. And he actually has a, um, a mental health coach, coaching company. Um, called the healthy gamer. He actually um, is someone my son introduced me to. So he teaches people in the gaming world how to be healthy gamers, I guess. And um, the cool thing about Dr. K is that he actually was really lost for a while and ended up um, moving to India to become a monk. And I believe he's um, Indian, But he was an American, um, and so he moved to India to become a monk. That's what he thought he wanted to do. And uh, he studied all kinds of alternative therapies. But he ended up back in the States and became a psychiatrist. So um, he's kind of married both worlds, and there's a lot of tools and strategies that I have learned from him that I appreciate very much, including um, different types of mindfulness meditation. So, um, Dr. K had a video that popped up on the day that I needed it and a listener had asked him about a problem that he'd been experiencing, which was exactly what I was experiencing, which is being stuck in your head like analysis paralysis, um, not being able to do things. Apparently this guy had been underperforming at his job. And so he was doing a lot of research and trying to figure out what the best advice he could come up with was. And on the internet, he found out um, a, a lot of stuff he came up with was like, Um, how to overcome perfectionism and learning how to just be enough and not try to be perfect and practicing self-compassion and um, aiming for good enough, that kind of stuff. And he felt better for a little while, but then he would come back to, you know, this problem he was having, where he was still not able to accomplish the things that he wanted. And he was having anxiety and distractions and cravings and all the things that I had talked about just a minute ago with the ways that I was trying to be an avoidance and not get the thing done. So he said that he's tried so many strategies and he'd done so much critical analyzing of himself and that he cannot figure out this problem. So he's coming to Dr. K and asking him, hey, how, you know, what's your take on this, um, you know, I've tried to be kinder to myself. I tried to, you know, like figure out what the problem is and, and solve it. And nothing was working. This is exactly what I was experiencing that day. And I have to be really honest, a part of me wanted to turn off the, the, um, video and get, get back on my, my scroll through Facebook. But, um, I know that I've wanted to do this podcast for a really long time. So, um, and also I don't like the way that I feel, you know, if you have been in this position, a lot of times what happens is you keep avoid, you know, you try to fix the thing. You can't fix it. You find yourself incapacitated in one way or another, whether it's for me, Now, I haven't done this in quite a while, and this is something I learned from my mom. But when I have stress or something's really bothering me, and I feel like I can't deal with it for some reason, my nose will just start running like a faucet. I kid you not, just like almost like water, just will I'll just be standing up and drip, 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 like rain off the ceiling, you know? I mean, not the ceiling, the roof. (laughs) Um, And it's exhausting because if you can imagine that happening for, and I'm not exaggerating, three, four, five, six, seven, eight hours, it's really exhausting. And so what I end up doing, because I can't keep blowing my nose every two seconds and I can't have snot running down my face, I end up just laying down in bed and honestly just plugging my nose with tissue um, or putting my, you know, laying on my back with my head up so that it just doesn't come down. And it has not served me well, but it has been a coping strategy that I've used. And these days I'm a lot better. So the other day when I was laying in bed and I couldn't get out of bed to do the things and I was trying to soothe myself, that, that was, um, unusual and hadn't happened to me for a long time. And so, the thing about it though is when you have those days you feel like crap. And because I've dealt with a lot of trauma and learned about guilt and learned about shame, I don't guilt doesn't doesn't get to me like it used to for the most part. So when I have those kinds of days when I have to lay in bed, a lot of times I'm like, well, you better not fight this cuz you know if you do, it's it's just going to be, you know, fruitless. Nothing good is going to come of it. So just accept and lay in bed. And so a lot of times I'll sleep, I'll put on um, YouTube uh, YouTube audios or um, podcasts and do that kind of thing and just forgive myself ahead of time because what else is there to do, right? But this day, I had Dr. K telling me how to solve my problem. And to be honest, um, I... I knew the solution to my problem. I just couldn't figure out how to get in touch with the answer within myself. And sometimes we need help with that. But um, this guy that was um, the one asking Dr. K for help, he had tried to fix his problem many times. And I have been there too where you're trying to figure it out. So um, there's different kinds of work that we do. And some of it is cognitive work where we're thinking And some of it is emotional strategies where we have to deal with our emotions, which is feeling, right? So sometimes when we're trying to solve a problem like this guy, we get confused. And so we have the cognitive thinking. He was like, okay, so, you know, I'm demotivated. Why am I demotivated? And he would come up with reasons and he'd look it up on YouTube or look it up on Google it and try to figure out, read about it, how to overcome this thing. And believe me, the internet is full of answers. I've been distracted down that path many times. And, you know, we really are trying to overcome this emotion with this logic. And that's not what emotional work looks like. And I, I have been aware of that. I am aware of that. Um, and I've been working on, on that for several years. So um, basically, we're trying to like intellectualize and fix this emotional problem that we're having with thinking. And when we're having emotions that come up, We need to not look for a solution to shut it down. We need to learn how to embrace this emotion. And it's not easy to do. As someone who has had a lot of trauma, which I know I've said that like three times now, and I'm going to try not to make that the theme of this. But one of the things is that um, you learn how to live outside of your body. You learn how to... um, how to dissociate with your body so that when you're especially people who have had trauma for long periods of time starting in childhood and you learn how to not be inside your body so you don't have to feel that pain and um anyone who's listening here probably in my best guess has had some kind of trauma happen or knows someone who's had it and dissociation is something that humans do And so you might have recognized that from a story or a movie you watched or yourself where you were not in your body so that you don't feel that. So this past couple years, I have been trying to learn how to be inside my body. And I love the feeling. And when I am, I'm like so high and so in presence, you know, and it's there's there's not a bit I'm getting a little bit choked up because I haven't been that way in a few days. And it's, it's hard and it's frustrating because it's it hasn't always been safe to be that way for me. And for years on end, it wasn't safe for me to be that way. And I was always looking to be ahead of the trauma, to be ahead of the game so that I could be safe. But I'm not that way anymore. And I haven't been for years, but I didn't know that this was something that I had to heal. And that's kind of why I have the hidden healing is because I really did go to therapy for a lot of years and, and different kinds of therapy. And, and still, I thought I should be an emo- emotionally healthy adult woman now, I should be that, but I'm not. So what am I missing? And this is the deeper stuff. It's nuanced, and it's personal, and it's, it's deep. And emotional work is really hard for people who've been through trauma. So um, learning how to be inside my body is not something that is the easiest thing to do. So how do you sit with an emotion? What does that look like? Because it doesn't look like trying to fix it. It doesn't look like trying to get rid of it. So acceptance seems counterintuitive. Acceptance seems like if I accept an emotion that I'm having, like I am not wanting to make this podcast because I'm scared and I sit with that, then won't I be stuck and won't the podcast never get made? Well, it turns out <laughs> that even though it's it seems that way, that's not true. Um, when I feel an emotion and when I ignore it, it's going to come out in other ways to meet that emotional need. So if I'm scared to do this and I'm not listening to myself because I'm not in my body and I'm not feeling the fear, I'm feeling something, but I'm not acknowledging it, I'm not present with it, then my body's going to do other things like... Make me feel like I need to go soothe myself with food. Make me feel like I need to squirrel on the internet, even though my brain's saying, shut it off, shut it off, stop now. Um, you know, so those emotions are going to get acknowledged some way. And if we don't choose the healthiest, best way, then we're going to end up with strategies that make us feel like failures, that make us feel broken and like nothing can fix us because we've tried. But the truth is that when we have emotions that are popping up everywhere like that, we need to stop and take some time and figure out what that deeper emotion is. So how do we actually find the emotion so that we can reduce that energy from the emotion? And then, of course, by reducing it, we reduce the coping mechanisms that come up. And this is kind of where we have to go inside and do some internal work. We have to ask where it's coming from. You know, um, if you get caught up with anxiety, you can ask yourself, like, what am I avoiding thinking about? Or what is this anxiety about? Um, Try to, you know, ask some questions to figure it out. Because when we can see it and accept it, um, and, you know, we won't get stuck in it. We just, we see it and accept it and not try to fix it. We can really become free of it. And um, it reduces the the energy of that emotion. Um, So maybe the emotion doesn't go away, but the emotion subsides and the scared feeling that we get subsides. And um, the thing about it is sometimes when we're dealing with stuff that comes up like this, it feels really scary and... That's how come it's such a powerful thing that it would make me avoid for like two weeks doing the thing that I needed to do that I could have had done, but I just kept avoiding it. That's how powerful it is. So your mind is going to kind of play tricks on you and try to make you think that this is too dangerous to handle, that you can't handle this. And that if you just try to fix it one more time, maybe it'll go away and maybe you won't have to deal with it. But... That's not what emotional work is. That's not um, how you make an emotion um, subside or make the the strength of it subside. Emotional work is digesting and processing emotion. It's talking about it. Um, A lot of therapists do talk therapy or um, things like that because when you're able to talk about an emotion and get it out, when you're able to name it, you can also tame it and that's kind of a catchy phrase that i've learned if i can figure out emotion and say what it is and acknowledge it you decompress that emotion so first you got to uncover it and you've got to accept it um there are some questions you can ask yourself about that until you get to it and this is the part once you get to it where your brain's gonna say no and start hollering and say let's just fix this let's just fix this fix this Um, but if we can figure out, um, your, your brain thinks that if you can figure out the solution, you'll never have to deal with this again. But that's a lie that we tell ourselves and, um, it, it doesn't work. So let the emotion be, um, you don't have to control it. You don't have to fix it. It can be terrifying at first, but once you do this and once you feel the relief from it, it feels good. So the day that I was having that, oh, avoidance day where I felt like I couldn't get out of bed or do anything except for scroll on the internet or eat food. Well, that day when I was listening to this, I started asking myself those questions and I got in touch with it and I had absolute amazing time with that and I got up and I was able to do the thing that I wanted to do and it felt so good or at least do part of it. But, um, then, you know, I got busy with a couple of things in life and that fear came up again. And instead of dealing with it again, instead of doing that same process, which brought me so much relief and brought me so much happiness, my ego got involved and told me it would just be safer to avoid it. And so that's what I've done up until now. But again, today, I went ahead and did the work because I set a deadline and I told so many people about this deadline. And now I'm an hour and 18 minutes past the deadline, which is okay. It's all okay because here I am doing it right. So I kind of want to walk you through what I went through so that when you have this situation come up for you where you have emotions that you're not acknowledging and you have all these like sub subset of problems come up all the things uh, all your ways your unhealthy ways of emotions not being recognized so other stuff comes up and if that happens for you so that you can kind of see how how it goes so first i noticed that i wasn't wanting to do this and that i was stuck in bed you know um it didn't feel good and I didn't like it. So I had to figure out what the rationale was, what was the thing I was trying not to do. And of course I figured out quickly that it was the podcast. And then um, once I, once I figured that out, you have to um, go to the next step, which would be to go a little bit deeper. So the emotion that you're feeling right now is a consequence of, avoiding something that's that's what I was having so I was avoiding doing the podcast and I was having all this fear that I didn't acknowledge and so I was having other stuff come up so after I noticed the rationale which was that I was afraid to do the podcast I had to like move a little deeper and figure out why am I afraid to do that podcast well I can tell you even without thinking about it that I was afraid to do the podcast because I was afraid to be seen I am afraid to be seen my experience and all the things that I have to say are, are like, if you could just, they're burning a hole in my chest. I want to share them so much so that maybe some other person could benefit themselves. But at the same time, um, one of my big hang ups is <laughs> I wanted to be normal. I felt like my whole life we were, we stuck out like a sore thumb and I felt like all the things that my mom did, um, which, weren't, I guess, common in the people that she hung out with, like um, positive mental attitudes and self-help and um, going vegetarian and just all the hippie things, I guess. Um, I wanted to be normal. And then on top of that, when I was young, we moved um, from a highly Hispanic, like 90% Hispanic area to uh, like 10% Hispanic area. And so... The way I felt um, like oh, I stuck out like a sore thumb that way, saying funny things like chonk loss and chonies and um, taking like on field trips, taking burritos <laughs> wrapped in tinfoil. And stuff this is this ridiculous that it makes me want to like tear up bringing burritos um, on field trips instead of having a bologna sandwich like all the other kids, you know things like that that made me stick out and feel really self-conscious. And so, yeah, of course I want to share all this stuff cuz I want to save other people heartbreak in years of of feeling lonely and depressed. But also being seen is very scary when being normal was my goal for the first 20 years of my life. So, once I once I was able to say that Um, the next step is to find out where you feel it in your body. And for me, even right this second while I'm talking to you, my throat is very tight and I can feel just like stuck energy there. Like it's just, it doesn't feel good. It feels tight and it feels uncomfortable. And I know that I feel blocked there. And so even now as I'm talking about it and I'm acknowledging it and I'm acknowledging where this fear comes, I feel so much better and I start feeling a little more clear. But then you have to do some self-talk and you have to acknowledge that, man, your little person inside is just trying to keep you safe, is just trying to keep you protected. And what, what kind of skills that you learned with the life experiences that you had, but also that it's safe to let that go right now because... I'm 49 years old. I'm not bringing well actually I do bring burritos places for lunch because I like them because that's what I I like to eat. And um it's okay for me to be different. Um you know, I like the fact that I have beautiful brown skin and that I'm different and all of those things. I'm safe in. Um and so we we have to be kind to ourselves and talk to ourselves that way. Acknowledge that we're trying to help ourselves um and kind of um i want to say a lot of self compassion and when we do that the energy is the energy of the emotion is able to subside somewhat and just saying all of that stuff i feel so much better now um i'm going to have to get off here and take several deep breaths but I again uncovered and got in touch with that emotion and was able to see it so that it could subside. And don't we all kind of feel that way, even even on a conscious level? We want to, you know, be seen. We want to um, have someone experience life with us. One of the reasons we get married and have kids is to have people see us and experience our life with us. And our emotions are very similar. Um, this exercise is sometimes going to take you two or three tries because you're maybe going to feel a sudden panic in your body. Um I have do have one tip for you. So sometimes going to step 2 where you have to move a little deeper and figure out what the emotion is really telling you, sometimes that can be troublesome because your mind is playing tricks on you and so it's like I don't know. I don't know why. Um, and in that case, a cool thing that you can do that just kind of tricks your brain into giving you the answer is to say to yourself, okay, I'm going to get up and do that thing right now. I'm going to get up and I'm going to record this podcast. And you may notice, uh, your whole body revolt and suddenly you have like a panic feeling. Where is that feeling coming from? And what does that feel like? You really want to get in touch with that in your body and what it feels like. And so that's one tip that I have for you that hopefully if you get stuck will help you sometimes after you do this exercise, um, and you rest. Oh, I forgot to tell you to take some deep breaths afterwards. I think I said I was going to take some deep breaths. Anytime you're dealing with emotions, taking deep breaths really helps ground yourself, really helps move energy. And so do take some several deep breaths through the nose if you can um, that will really help you a lot too in processing this emotion and feeling it. And the next step after you've taken your full, your, uh, breaths and relaxed your body is to ask yourself what your next step is. What is the next safe thing that you're comfortable doing? And sometimes that'll be getting up and recording a podcast. And sometimes that'll be, you know, taking a nap for an hour and reassessing when you wake up. I think the big important thing is to respect the answer that you get from yourself. And sometimes, like, if you're at work, it's not going to be super easy. But if you're at home, it could be easier to respect that. But either way, something that I do for myself is I put my hand on my heart often, and I say to myself, you're safe. You're safe. I hope this episode has been helpful to you. I hope that you kind of get an idea of where this podcast is going. And I hope that you come back again for a next listen on Monday when the next episode is released. I had thought about doing a meditation recording for this exercise. And if anyone thinks that that will help you, if you think that will help you, please reach out in the DMs and on Instagram and let me know. Um, My Instagram for this podcast is the, the hidden healing. And so if you go there, you can leave me a message and let me know that that would help you. And I would be glad to record that and send it to you.